Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price. Kyle, what's up? Dude, I missed you. It's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been about a month almost. I honestly forgot that we actually did a show. It's been so long. Tim is, of course, here. Tim's running a brand new board here at Redline Radio Studio number two. It's, it's awesome. I know I know the company, the brand. It's a great board. I'm very excited for that. Um, let's get right into it, though. We are here. We are back. It's been a long time. For those of you that, that know me personally and know any of, anything about the show, um, I was away on vacation for a week. That's why we missed a couple of episodes. And as soon as I got back, got some really bad news about my my baby-to-be, and it's not happening anymore. Uh, things out of our hands, medical issues, the works. You know, It's been a rough couple of weeks, but the show must go on, onward and upward. That's what Talking About Balls is all about, bringing it for the people. So we're back. Uh, happy to be here. Big news. I feel like I'm depressed now. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm an open book. I want the fans to know where we've been. I, I don't know. want them to think we just took a couple weeks off. I've always been a very, very open book when it comes to doing these shows. And that's how I am. I wanted everybody to know that's exactly why we haven't been here. Um, but on a brighter note, again, this is the last time you guys will be seeing us at 930 to 11. Yes, you old fucks can finally watch us now. We officially have been upgraded to prime time. We are going 8 to 10 starting next come, week. Does that come with a pay increase? I'm just curious. No, it actually, we owe more. <laughs> so it's okay. You get what you pay for. Uh, but yeah, so next week we are going to be live <clears throat> next Wednesday night, 8 to 10. We are off the week after. And then the 31st, we do come back. Uh, Lee Money from the Steel City Running Lates. I'm sorry, Steel City Run- Renegades. Uh, he will be our no, no, let's producer. Slow that, that let's day. slow that down so they understand. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Steel City Running, running Lates. So they they had six months or whatever. They took off to get themselves prepped for the big season. And they made you wait a little bit longer because the lead is about an hour and a half late. For their first by the way, back. by the way, I'm just going to say right now, you're welcome. You're welcome. We gave you July. We literally gave you July. So yeah, we, we took it off. Basically, You're welcome. Um, you know. But Lee will be running the board for us on the 31st. So if you guys at home don't want to listen, totally understood. I get it. <laughs> Tim won't be here. You know, it is what it is. But in all seriousness, though, we are happy to be back. Uh, uh, Steel City Renegades, they've been back for about a month now. Shout out to Dave. Uh, Dave's been very open about it. So I don't think I'm hiding anything. Uh, he had a mild heart attack the other day. Yep. Seems like he's doing great. He's been keeping everybody updated on Facebook and everything. So uh, thoughts and everything with uh, with Dave. Glad hope, you're doing the well. Best. Yeah, it seems like the he's doing good. He's working. in the comments. He's all right. Your thumbs work so that at least we know your heart's working. Getting so better okay. every day. That's the best way to do it. Um, but yeah, we're really excited to be eight to 10. Uh, as soon as Kyle and I joined the station, the nine 30 to 11 spot, we were okay with it. I'm old, but dude. we, we were both like, <laughs> man, if we could just move up a couple hours or something like that'd be great. And this is a start. We're happy with it. We're, we're thrilled. We come we on after wait. jeopardy. So we're good. Absolutely. You guys can all sit down, watch jeopardy, <laughs> eat your dessert, and then get ready for bed. As soon as we're done, 10 o'clock, go to bed. Absolutely. We're excited. So that'll be next week again. And then we're off. For one week, that's our bye week, and then it's every week for the rest of football season. So oh, get used to us pushing forward. It's we got we got a lot of big plans coming up. It is it's marathon time. You get, you no get the balls. You get the balls every week. It in is your no mouth. joke. We are ready. Um, but yeah, so let's get right into it. Things that have happened since we've been away. We have a lot to catch up on. Uh, I've been producing like the rundown for the show for the past couple of weeks, anticipating to do a show, and plenty to get to. So let's get right into it. Uh, it's a little delayed, but. The Home Run Derby Challenge did happen while I was in Florida on my vacation. And 
I don't know if anybody took a bet on just who you thought would win the challenge out of Kyle and myself. I mean, obviously okay. the smart money right, was on me. Off, we all watched the fucking home run derby, and I actually didn't. To you be can't, honest, okay, with you. but you saw the you saw the who won and who won each round. You cannot tell me that you didn't <clears> see two of those matchups going. I can't believe that guy won. Uh, I mean, yes, and I no. can't believe Pujols beat Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber just fucking pulled up and did nothing. Honestly, the way I saw it when I I was paying attention who was winning the rounds, I saw it as holy shit. How does Kyle have this bad of luck that you <laughs> lost when it every it, fucking it didn't first even round. get to like a a fun you know a big part at the end where it's one on one we get to see the winner of this round wins the whole thing. Kyle and I battle Dude. of everything. It was just it was, holy shit. Every one of Kyle's players were eliminated within the first hour of the home run derby, I got to just go. It's so bad, the fact that Jess came downstairs and she's like, oh, so how you doing in your contest? This is round two. I'm like, yeah, I already lost. Yeah, already lost. She's like, well, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so for those of you that were paying attention at home, that's another win for me. The punishment uh, has not been decided the yet, The punishment though, is not trying finalized to figure it again. Out. Yeah. Before we left, I told you guys that I've been looking into a punishment and I have made no progress on that, so... We'll get back to the drawing board for punishment. It's coming. We got a long the football season with our picks. The ideas being out are not favorites of mine, though. I will tell you that. But like every other punishment Kyle's taken on the show, I will take it like a take champ. Take it like a man. That's the way to do it. And it's all for views, all for good times. <clears throat> it's not going to kill me, so I'll be okay. Now. At least I hope not. <laughs> we will have another competition coming up. Let's, oh, yeah. It starts soon. Football pick them. When the regular season starts, of course, we don't care about preseason. We do a straight pick them. Yep. Just you pick a team who you think is going to win. That's it. Uh, we want to int- uh, incorporate into the show yeah. a way to do it because we are in a group that last year did it for money, yeah. and we were doing it again this year. Unfortunately, Kyle, if you want to tell your sad story, we've had a yeah. rough couple of weeks. It's been, it's, been a weird, it's been a weird month, a depressing month. But yeah. uh, Brian Hall, friend of the show, I would say, because he's made a lot of comments sure. on the show. Big Ravens um, fan. A lot, of, a lot of comments on posts we've made and stuff. And uh, Brian Hall, unfortunately, lost his life um, on Monday. Um, he got into a car accident and he's no longer with us. Uh, Brian was a huge, huge thing last year. We did a pick him last year. A lot of us joined in. You were on part of it. Um, it was a fun time. We talked a lot of shit back and forth. He's a big Ravens fan. Uh, we're big Browns fans. One other group person, Bo, is a big Steelers fan. So we all just talk shit to each other. I, um, uh, I, I won. I tied for first. So. You did tie for first. Yes, you actually did tie for first. Another, another win for me. All right, shut up. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> the, 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 the <laughs> humble brag. I don't think you know what that word means. Humble I, I know what that means. <laughs> but uh, so unfortunately, I, uh, Brian's no longer with us. We, he will be he will be surely missed. Um, uh, it's it's we're going to carry on though. We're going to do we're going to do two pickums this year. Um, and if you guys are curious, I'll, I'll post it on our page. But we, we I for sure put one up today. Uh, talking about balls are going to carry over and take over the um, betting one that we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to do our pickums in it. But if anybody from the studio, anybody who listened to our show, who's on yeah. our Facebook Anybody page, that hears this, if you want to do it, get in contact with us. We do it through CBS Sports yep. app. You guys are all welcome to join. $25 a, a person. Yep. And that covers you for the entire season. Yep. And it's and good payouts. It's fun. You make your picks. It's It's really straightforward. You pay your money in advance or else you're not eligible to play. And then get your picks in, and if you miss picks, that's yeah, on you. Tough loss, you know. That's a, that's a loss. Sorry, yep. can't help you. We're also going to do another one too. It's going to be for Brian. Um, we're going to do another pick them. You can join in twenty five dollars a person, but all that money that you donate to that one is going to go right to his family. Yes, his mom and his family for whatever they need to use it for. Because um, obviously, this came at a very obviously surprising moment for him. So um, I will post both of them on our on our page, and I'll have, I'll I'm sure the studio will share it. But um, if you want to join our pick them, let us know. 
we'll, we'll start doing it. You can get in now and preseason doesn't count. So by week one, you need to be active, um, signed up, paid and good to go for the year. So, and this episode is dedicated to Brian. He Absolutely. is our official MVP penis of the week. Absolutely. No I'm surprised his penis it. did not affect like, more. I think, you know, I you heard he had a schlong, big schlong. You know, that's, that's what I thought. I always heard that. You wrap it around you like a seatbelt. <laughs> rest rest <laughs> in peace, Brian. That's what I've always heard. Uh, but yeah, so thoughts and prayers to his family as well. You know, it's been a really, really rough couple of weeks for just about everybody that I know and that I've, I communicate with. So bummer. But it's like, it's like a, it's like a left hook after a right hook after a it's, left hook. it's honestly, it's, it's, it's a lot, but the show goes on. So does training camp. Brown's <laughs> training camp is officially underway. It opened up uh, about a week or so ago, a little over a week ago. And, um, Actually, two weeks to the day, I think. I'll be honest. I, I've been I paying remember. attention, but I've been more paying attention to the the outside noise. I've hit a point where, for me, training camp is just what pay attention so nobody gets hurt. Yeah, I don't care. I've I've grown up enough as a as a football fan to learn a, a guy that plays well in training camp that turns into a training camp story. Ninety nine percent of the time amounts to nothing in the regular season. Sure, you watch the show mostly, Hard Knocks. Yeah, you yeah. you. I, I used to go to every Browns camp that I could when I was a kid and I didn't have a job. Uh, like I was in high school, I'd go to camp on summer break. I'd go to the morning one. This is when they did two a days. I'd go to the morning and I'd go to the afternoon. I'd, I'd, I'd get there early. I'd stay for the whole thing. I'd stay late to get autographs and talk to players. I'd go home. I'd do it all over again in a couple hours. I loved it. I would fall in love with bad players. I would get these bums that I had. I didn't know any better. I was an idiot. I'd get these guys that I had no idea were about to get cut in a week. I'd get them to sign all my stuff. And I ask him for gloves and all this shit. And then next thing you know, I'm like, this guy's so fucking awesome. He's such a great player. Never made it in the NFL. That was it. Game over. He he he, he was at one, one Browns training camp, and that was it, his whole career. And I'm like, this guy is the fucking man. I had him sign like four helmets. It's so great. And he's a so complete your football analysis is shit. Is what you're telling us. It was then. I've matured. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, watching training camp, there's there's constant videos of like so-and-so had a great practice, so-and-so had a bad practice, et cetera. I don't buy into it. I look for injuries. That's pretty much the only thing so far. Knock on wood, the Browns have been okay. We'll get into a story, of course, that luck changed yesterday dramatically in a, in a, in a big impactful way that I don't know if fans at home necessarily understand the ramifications of that injury, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Um, but so far in training camp, my the, the biggest thing that I'm annoyed with is, sure, plenty going on. Right. You had Baker Mayfield disgruntled. You made the big trade for Deshaun Watson. You have that possible suspension looming over everything. You have Kareem Hunt doing his thing, which we'll talk about. You've got some injuries. You've got this guy doing this. You've got rookies to incorporate. A lot of shit going on. Kevin Stefanski is doing a great job, in my opinion, keeping it as normal as possible. I feel bad for the guy. I do, too. It's, it's like he's basically he's the principal at any school on a street called Martin Luther King Boulevard. And they go to him wondering why the kids aren't passing classes and they're getting in fights and shit like that. He's just going, seen, hey, I'm doing what I can. I've seen this movie before. I think it's called Stand By Me or Lean On Me. That's what it's called. Yeah. Um, but no, it's 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 one of those things where he's he's he goes up there and gives the most generic answers. You know, and that's fine because that's what he needs to do. But I do feel bad because he's a, he's getting the firing squad. Yeah. Every every interview he gives, he's getting it's it's like Watson first, first mm -hmm. question. Yep. Watson, Watson, Watson. And then you move on. Now it's we're going to get into it, but it's hunt, hunt, hunt. Yep. And now it's getting into oh, do you need to bring more receivers in because everyone seems to either be injured, injured, or, or, you or know. they're on they're on the bikes or they're on pub list right now. Mm -hmm. And it's like the same repetitive questions week after yep. week. Yep. 
And specifically, hats off to him. He is doing a good job in responding to him. Now. Doing a great job. But specifically, one guy that's annoying the shit out of me is Daryl Ryder. Oh. I will be the first to admit I, I do not like him. Next one. Okay. I can't stand that guy. I He's one of the few people that I've actually blocked on Twitter just so I don't have to see anything retweeted from him in my timeline. I can't believe he's able to brown. As biased as he... No, he's sorry. literally like, he's just... I'm sorry, not biased, but as, as hate-filled as he is towards the Browns. And they have a they target do, on their back with and him. And their ownership. He he seems to want to make really deep comments about the Browns and their and what they did in the offseason and their picks and how they're going to regret it. But, dude, you work for the Browns. Like, yeah. You're getting paid by the Browns. Like, Yeah. And, and the way he talks to Stefanski, he's the one who went up to him and said, you know, how's training camp going so far? You know, this isn't a normal one. And Stefanski's like, you know, it is what it is. It's training camp. We just come out, we practice, we do what we can, we control what we can control. Right. That's a great way to look at it. I like that analogy. He can't worry about, well, what if Watson gets suspended for 12 games or what right. if it's a season? He just goes in and goes, you're here today. Let's work. Worry about it tomorrow. Yeah. Cause I love that attitude. If as a reporter, you don't believe or think that a head coach in the NFL has two game plans ready to go, you're crazy. Right. If you don't think that he understands that if it is tomorrow that Watson's suspended, indefinitely for the year that they have a whole nother plan ready for Jacoby. They've already been implementing it. And you don't think that they're probably reaching out to other quarterbacks right now, wondering what they might be able to do if they want to bring someone else in. I'm sure that Andrew Barry's had those conversations. Yeah. They're all preparing for it, but to to assume they're not is, is ignorant. I'm against it personally, because I don't think it, I don't, I don't think it does anything good for your team. That's just me. Jimmy G. This wasn't discussed. I didn't write any of this down for the discussion today, but There's a ton of rumors going around that Jimmy G could become on. He could be on the Browns' radar if Deshaun Watson gets suspended for 12 games or more. If a lot, they, a lot they of people on the it. Jimmy G train right now, which for me, I just don't understand the thought process on it. Because if you trade for him, you're gonna. It's the same situation with Baker. You're gonna need to trade him for him. You're gonna have to give up draft capital. You're gonna have to pay a huge salary or get San Francisco to take some of it because yeah. that he's owed like 25 million or something like that, maybe right. more. It's a lot of money, and. But if any team He's would make good. that trade, the Browns would make sense because the uh, the cap room we have. Yeah, I mean, we can definitely afford him. It's just, do you really want to bring in Garoppolo, who's proven he can lead a team to a certain point? He's a he's a game manager. You don't think so he'd take is, this roster to the... Uh... My concern, though, is because, not that the Browns would do this. They're not. The organization isn't stupid. It's the fans and the media that's stupid. Let's say Jimmy G comes in, plays great. We win 12 games, go to the playoffs. We, we make a deep run. Sure. Next year, Watson comes back. Jimmy G's gone. There's no no debate. Right, absolutely. Fans will not understand that. You see how they reacted to Baker Mayfield. I know. You're the right. fans are dumb. For me, I just see it as it's not it's not necessary. I think when they made that trade, the Browns fully understood Deshaun Watson's going to get suspended for a pretty good amount of time. Yeah, That's why he, they gave him a five-year contract. He's the future. That's why they backloaded the contract so he's not going to lose money this year. They planned on, an, on a suspension. Right. So they know he won't be here. I think... Not that I'm okay with losing, and not that I think that they they plan on losing with Jacoby Brissett. I think Jacoby Brissett, he's not that far away from Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is an average quarterback. So is Jacoby Brissett. If you look at Jacoby Brissett's numbers, they're actually not that bad. Win and loss record is not a quarterback stat. That's one thing. Like My friends try to bash the Browns for trading for Watson. The only negative thing they can say is Deshaun Watson's record in Houston. When he was on probably the worst roster in football, still put up MVP caliber numbers in his final year, 2020. And they had the worst team in football. They got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. J.J. Watt was a shell of his former self. Right. Bill O'Brien was running that team into the dirt. Deshaun Watson still put up great numbers. 
on a very, very just misfit island type of roster. Sure. And the only knock is win-loss record, which isn't a real stat. But Jacoby Brissett put up decent numbers. If I'm not mistaken, he's got like a two-to-one touchdown interception ratio, which is what you want for a game-managing quarterback. Right. And I'm, I hate to, I'm, I hate, not, I hate to say this, but I'm not telling anybody what they don't already know. Our team is not a built-for-throwing team, right? We have right. two of the best running backs in the league. For now. For now. Yeah, for now. We'll get to it <laughs> we'll in a little bit. We'll get to that. We have a pretty good defense on paper, right? They they should come together. I believe that this is going to be a leap and bound year for Newsom on, as corner cornerback. I believe our linebacker is going to get together. I, I'm looking for a big year from JOK this year. Yeah. Our defense is built to help keep us in games or even win games for us. And that's why I think we could be okay with Jacoby Brissett because we're a ground and pound football he team. He doesn't throw interceptions. He doesn't throw the ball. Every weapon we have to throw the ball to, we have a shitload of tight ends right. who don't go deep, so you don't need a quarterback with a strong arm. And Amari Cooper, great route runner, not a deep threat. Donovan Peoples-Jones, hes I don't know what he is yet, truthfully. He had some good plays that were deep th- deep balls from Baker, but he's not consistent he with that. So deep throw, didn't you? Huh? I think you said deep throw. <laughs> no, no, this isn't... Uh, <laughs> This isn't the great movie. I'm in a Fantastic feisty mood movie. tonight, Justin. Let's but, just talk about it. But no, Donovan Peoples-Jones, we don't really have, like, Anthony Schwartz is supposed to be your burner, quote-unquote. He's injured. Right? Quote-unquote, but he's, he's too injured. small. He's very small, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> but power. you have an offense that's set up for a quarterback to just not make mistakes. Right. Dink and dunk, quick plays, don't turn it over. That's Jacoby Brissett. I really don't think we need to and do anything. I'm with Adam. Uh, uh, really quick, though, I'll agree with Adam. Andrew Barry is a very I, – I trust everything Andrew Barry does. If Andrew Barry brings in Jimmy Garoppolo, then he must know something. But I look at it as they got Brissett knowing Watson was not going to be available for most sure. of the season. So that's kind of my thought was they're going with Brissett if Watson can't play. That's it. Here's the thing. The offense we run this year, if Watson suspended the entire year, is the same fucking offense we ran last year. It is. You're it's restricted just, by the quarterback you have under center. Don't turn and, the ball over, and, and the offense can win games. Right, and if and if Brissett throws less interceptions than Watson uh, than Baker did last year, we're sitting pretty. Yeah, how many I agree. games did we lose last year by a touchdown? I, I was actually just going to say that I forgot the exact number, but I saw a thing the other day or heard it on the radio, whatever, that said that like out of our we lost nine games last year. I think it was like six of them mm-hmm. were by less than a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. so that's like you know, and not to, I'm not here to bash on Baker. That that era is over. In we don't do, we don't do that in the show, but. How many of those games did Baker throw a costly interception in, in multiple games where you can look yeah. back and look at the Green Bay game? We should have won that game. Fans that ruined my Christmas, suck. by the way. It really did. It was it was like it was a worse ending than like I took a shit in the stocking. The dogs so eating dinner on and, and the Christmas story movie. But that's I would rather have had that happen than the Browns game. But like Browns fans right away wanted to bash Stefanski. Why weren't you running the ball? Instead of just letting Baker take the blame for turning the ball over. Baker had the ball in his hand to win that game. He did. And it, Fans, fans blame the coach for a quarterback making a mistake. Jacoby Brissett, I'm not saying he wins that game. Some of the touchdowns we had against Green Bay, some of the drives, maybe Brissett can't do that. Sure. But at the end of the day, we lost that game. So it doesn't get, I don't give a shit what Baker did. Right. I think Brissett can, we're not can run this get, offense. We're not going to get anything less out of Brissett than we got out of Baker, is what I'm Agreed. saying. I feel we're going to have the kind of same season we did last year with a slightly better defense. Yep. And a. Maybe slightly better receiving core, I would say. You know, Cooper's an upgrade over Landry. 100%. Give me a call, fellas. What's, What's up? Give me a call. Oh, it's probably Ramel. Might be. Let's go to it. Thank you for calling the Fitch Trash Band Clean Hotline. 
I'm not getting any sound. Nope. Hello. Hello. Candace Mill, man. What's up? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Who is this? It is Mel. Ah, we called it. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad to see you guys back on the air. Oh, Thanks, yeah, man. man. Nice to talk to you. It's been a while. Yeah, and we all busy. Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to take up too much time. Uh, I've been talking with some friends around the league and everything, so I I agree with the Andrew Berry statement that uh, I think it was Adam, was it? That Adam made. I trust his decision. I'm going to go and just be like, all right, everybody's mad that – or not mad, but everybody says they don't want Jimmy G here. Why? And I'm not saying that to be funny, but think about it. You got Josh Rosen behind Jacoby Brissett, and then who's behind uh, Rosen? Uh, actually, Rosen's third, so you got uh, Josh Dobbs as our number two behind Brissett. Okay. Yep. Okay. As much as I like Dobbs, he's still not ready to be a starter. No, I agree. As much as I like Rosen, as much as I like Rosen, Rosen is not fit to play in the AFC North. People like it's Rosen. Not his I'm fault. confused at that statement. Okay. <laughs> I'll prove it in a sec. Uh, I'll, I'll make it clear okay. in a second. All right. Jacoby Brissett's numbers, like uh, Justin said, are not bad. They're almost as good as they're almost the same as Baker's. He's 28-32 as a starter. In the market for a backup quarterback or a possible starting quarterback, if you don't trust Dobbs and if you don't trust Rosen, or neither one of these guys look good in the preseason, who's the next best on the market? It's Jimmy G. I mean, yes and no. It's, it's hard to say because right now you'd have to trade for Jimmy G. He's still San Francisco's property with a $25 million contract or maybe more. Um, and, he and just has shoulder surgery. He's not throwing yet. Doesn't know our playbook. Hasn't been in camp. Hasn't been with our players. At this stage in the season, I don't want Jimmy G because he's only going to have two weeks to prepare for the season. I, I want more than that. Brissett's been here since spring. I'm going with Brissett. I, I'm going with Brissett. But if Brissett goes down, who do you have behind him that you trust? That guy That's might not be word. on the roster right now because you're going to have cut downs well, coming not, up. he's not because he's actually in Pittsburgh because how Trubisky's playing right now, I guarantee he's probably going to get cut shortly. They might cut Pickett, <laughs> Trubisky, and they're going to start Mason Rudolph for the future right now, the way I'm hearing that about dude, That dude's specifically leading the entire you training. You just had to right be now. a dick. <laughs> we can't resist. You just had to be a dick, I can't you? Help you just it. had to be a dick. Hey, we got, we got to come back in fashion here, buddy. We got to come back. But yeah, but I, I, know, I see that. If, I see that. If Jimmy but G gets to released, me, I'm okay with that, but I'm not trading for him to battle for Brissett and to be a backup for – I mean, that's you hoping. don't necessarily have to trade for him, right? Like, it's the, the that's what people don't understand. Sport. It is, but they're also under a lot of pressure. Once you, as the 49ers have said, we're going with Trey Lance, you put a lot of pressure on yourself as well. And trust me, being in a locker room in a professional setting, when a coach says that publicly and the team, or uh, as far as the front office, backs him publicly, they're in a corner now. Yeah, so absolutely. you don't know what kind of offer they're going to take or they may take because nobody's going to release that information right, right. off the bat. Or So you don't necessarily have to trade for him. You just have to make the right move. And as we've seen with Barry, he ain't always said, all right, you know what, this is what we're going to give you. Let's look at reality. That Texas trade, they got to steal. Oh, I know it don't look like it right now, but they got to steal because the Texans were in a corner and they couldn't get out of it. So I don't expect – 
I don't expect anything different if and only if Garoppolo starts throwing, he looks good, he feels good, he doesn't want to come back to San Francisco, he sits out, they still owe him that money because he's on the con he's on the uh roster. Oh yeah. And he, you know, he made he made the roster bonus. So don't don't just don't don't look at it as if we have to trade for him. Just think of it as they're in the corner. All have all Barry has to do is say something sweet to the 49ers. That's really what it is. That's only if they're interested in actually trading him, though. My concern, and I I've thought this for a long time. I don't think the Niners want to get rid of him because they don't fully trust Trey Lance. They're not positive Trey Lance is going to be able to stay healthy in a full 17-game NFL season. You need a little insurance. And guess what? And guess what? Jimmy G has all the power now because once they said it publicly, all Jimmy G has to do is do exactly what he's been doing. I'm going to heal up. He's a great teammate. I'm going to start throwing, and I'm going to show you assholes what you should not have said. Yep. I agree completely. I think right now Jimmy G is going to come back a new man, but – I could also see the Niners just having no interest in getting rid of him because they he's already under contract, as you said. They clearly have fit him into their cap situation. I don't think only one year in. left. I, I don't in. see them getting rid of him just because they need they need some sort of backup security. Because what for happens Trey Lance. in Game Four or Five that Trey Lance isn't putting it together? Yeah, Trey is- Lance did not look good last year in his small right. sample size of playing. <laughs> he looked he's looked okay nope. in camp, mostly bad. Oh, a few good things here and there. Because but what else is better that. than a safety little precaution? If if he after four games. He's not doing anything. You're losing games by a touchdown or two. Yeah. He's not closing out the fourth quarter drives. At the end of the you day, have, it's job security for Kyle Shanahan. You have a person Shanahan. on the bench that you can bring in that can probably win you the next seven, eight, nine games. Yep. So I don't think they're going to And you're absolutely them. right. But if you're Garoppolo, knowing you still got a lot left in the tank, do you really give them the benefit of the doubt? Is, is, is that something you can trust right about now if you're a player? Because I, I have the answer. I don't for think that. he has a say for it because it's yeah, a contract. I mean, realistically, it. yeah, he's under contract, so the Niners can tell him like, "You sit down, shut up, and collect your money." And that's that. They don't have to do anything with him. And that's fine. And that's fine too. But the Niners will miss out too because who's oh, yeah, their I mean, backup? I, if, it, that's what. I, that's exactly my point. I think they're gonna. They'd rather hold on to him than get a you know what a sixth round. Anybody pick called Kaepernick lately? And he still have to pay because if a team trades for Jimmy G, it's like Baker. A team's not gonna want that full contract. They're gonna tell the Niners to pay some of it. Yeah. So do the Niners want to take maybe a sixth-round pick, fifth-round pick at best, pay most of his contract, and lose out on that quarterback when they could just keep him, pay him what he's making, and you have that security in case I mean, something goes wrong with If that's a deal the Browns got was a sixth-round pick and they pay most of their salary, I would take Garoppolo. In, oh, sure, if, if, if that could happen. But I don't, I just, think, I don't do think the though. Niners are yeah. interested personally. All right, Mel, we're going to move on, man. It was great talking to you. We're going to talk a little oh, bit yeah, about my cool, boy, man. Deshaun. Mel, thanks for checking in, buddy. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm getting off of this great one. Great talking yeah. <laughs> All right, Later, guys. Later, brother. So we are here to talk about Deshaun Watson. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, the news did come down that Judge Sue Robinson uh, was giving him six games. I was ecstatic. That's I a, was through a party. I, I mean, immediately. Pops and poppers. I had been telling people for a long time that asked me, what do I think is going to happen? I said, I'm guessing. Four to eight games, give or take. Hit six. I'll take that. Of course, not good enough for somebody that I am no longer calling by his official name. What are you calling him? He will be... Um, Daddy Goodell? Fuck, I forgot what the guy called him. I, I, I blew my own routine because I didn't listen to it a second oh. time. If you, if you didn't hear, the owner of the Broncos did his introductory press conference yesterday after he bought the team, and he got Roger Goodell's name wrong. He kept calling him... I think it was Goodall. He kept saying, yeah, Mr. Goodall. 
or something oh, like no. that. He kept fucking his name up. And people were like, well, when you're the richest man in the NFL now, because that owner is, I, I think they said he has four times as much wealth as the next richest owner in the NFL, the guy that bought the Broncos. Richest owner I in, guess he in can football. say whatever the fuck he, he wants. He can call to. Goodell whatever the fuck he wants. Goodell. I, like Goodell. Goodell I like Goodell. I like Goodell. Once I, once I look it up again and remember, I will never call him Goodell again because he has zero fucking respect for me. I, I see that clown meme going around more. I think Adam yeah, Adam's has, profile picture is the, put is the, the chat clown. back up. Uh, Tim? The, oh yeah, the, chat, the, the chat's the gone screen. from our screen here. Um, uh, I think Tim has the uh, not Tim, but uh, Adam has the picture of Goodell as a clown. Yeah, he he profile, really is. Because it's a, true. It's what he is. It's fucking embarrassing what Goodell is doing right now. So he wouldn't just. What irritates me about this whole situation is I've accepted it. I've accepted that Deshaun Watson's probably not going to play much, if at all. In the 2022 season, you don't think they're going to try to negotiate that 12 game thing that we keep hearing? Even if they do, though, about? at that point, I just just make it 17. Yeah. What do I need him back for for five games when I could I could let him playoff run, baby? Eat a year of his contract. I get to Sean for an extra year. That's true. That's true. Is it, is it worth five games? You can get him for a full year. That's kind of how I look at it. And the money you're saving on his contract pushes to next year. Right. So our salary cap situation for the 2023 season with Deshaun Watson back in the saddle, no pun intended. Uh, ready to roll, and you have salary cap. So for me, if it's not ten games, make it a season. So here's the thing: I'm I have a hard time with, no pun intended, again, is the fact that they appointed this third party person to come in and literally a judge, an ex judge, yep, to a retired o- judge, to federal, a federal judge, judge yep. to oversee this entire hearing. That she took what three weeks? Yeah, three weeks to look over every single thing. Mm-hmm. She came back and she did not vote in the favor of Deshaun. She literally said, by the order of whatever the NFL law is, quote unquote, here's what protocols he broke. I do believe he did break the player protocol. And because of this, I, I, I am putting out six game suspension. The NFL says, no, fuck that. We, we appeal. We don't, we don't want to hear what you have to say. Yep. They, they let this woman who they, this was her first gig with the NFL. They hired her specifically to be this outside source of punishment of justice she came to her conclusion she said six games for deshaun watson she clearly doesn't know what she's talking about because he had some predatory behavior but coinciding with current and other nfl punishments it fits this structure six games boom done sign sealed delivered and he needs to she she banned him from using any outside massage therapist yep which i thought was fair which was good and she said he needed to do counseling and, and treatment you know whatever that means just go to a, a therapist whatever mm-hmm. great everyone was on board goodell goes i'm sorry goodell goodell goes <laughs> nope not nope. so fast not doing that and you then the infinite he wants what, what everyone's heard is he wants a year and then next thing you know he still doesn't have the balls to do it himself he appoints another guy you to do it. I don't even remember the fucking guy's name. The guy from New Jersey, I know. But yeah, he's, the guy, he's, he sat in on the Ezekiel Elliott one two years yeah, ago. Yeah, he looks like he could be Tiger Woods' accountant, just a little nerdy guy. <laughs> and he is now in charge of Deshaun Watson's fate. He's friends with you know Goodall and all the guys in the NFL. Most people think he's just going to do what Goodall tells him to do. Yep. And it's just why? Why is this dragging on? I'm just I'm over it at this point. I think I everybody mean, just wants it to just be over. Just say whatever we've it is. We've been doing episodes at this point. We're just over it. Yeah, biweekly since we traded for Deshaun Watson. Watson, knowing a suspension was looming, sure. and every week we just kept going. Man, I didn't hear anything today. I just wish they'd do it. I wish they'd do it. Now we are 
two days away from the Browns playing in their first preseason 32 game of the days season. away from week one. Yeah. We're a month away from the regular season. We're two days away from the preseason starting. We still don't know how long Watson will be out. We know for sure six games because Judge Sue Robinson's ruling, from what I've read, that that is official until the NFL comes out with their new stuff. So what's the chances this guy comes out and says, I'm upholding what she said? Slim to none. Because she's a judge, right? She's a judge, federal judge, ex-federal judge. He's not a judge. No. He's a lawyer, correct? But according to the NFLPA, the end-all be-all is Goodell's appeal, and they officially appealed his her, her decision. So this next and decision who does Goodell is the work, official one. I'm sorry, who does Goodell work for? Himself. No, he works for the fucking owners. And yeah. what's what's a more shadier group of people? Oh, the owners, 100%. The fucking owners. But realistically, the owners could sue, or I'm sorry, could be dragged under the mud if the NFLPA sues this decision from Watson and that nerd. And if it is a full so season does, and does they come he out. Have, does he have power to override this guy too? Or is this guy the um, voice of the NFL? So if he comes out and says, like I Adam, really don't like, know like Adam the, just said, if the guy comes and says 10 games and, and Goodall says that's not good enough. I really think at the end of the day, Goodall could do whatever the fuck he wants. So if this guy does come so out, what's like the said, fucking point of the arbitration agreement between NFL it, and players association? It's so it looks like they're letting yeah. a third party get involved, even though it's God. just Goodall at the end of the day, regardless. It's dumb as fuck. It's so stupid. I hate it. It's making me really hate the NFL overall. This whole process is fucking embarrassing for everybody involved. It's annoying as a Browns fan that I just give me, I don't, if it's a year, great. If it's six games, great. Just get it the fuck over with. That's where I'm at at this point. I'm sick of waiting every day, getting texts from people. What are you hearing? Seeing tweets. At this going, point, I'm, I on think DH, it's 10 to 12. I'm on DH gate right now. Just ordering a Brissette jersey because we're riding with Brissette all year. I'll still wear my Watson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the CBA shit, it's very complicated. There's like, there's weird clauses where. Yes, if this guy comes out, sides with Goodell, and they say a full year and a fine, the NFLPA could try to sue. They have to take it to a different court. It's a whole process. It would be dragged out. It could get ugly. The NFL could just bury it. It's a, it's a nasty process, but it is really fucked up. Well, if, that, you, if the entire year is lost, then wouldn't the NFLPA just find it to be worth suing and running the course the rest of the year? No, because if you do the if you go the legal way like that, if you sue, I believe that makes Watson eligible to play while the lawsuit plays out. And then at the end of it, if they do deem him we're sticking with the NFL's ruling, yes, then he then has to serve a full 17 game suspension. I, I don't want like a Dude, as a Browns fan, I'm torn. I don't want like a week four <laughs> suspension to start for Watson. And then he's suspended until week five of next year. I'd rather, again, just rip the bandaid off, get it over with. If it's a full year, fucking suspend him today. Let's move on. I just want to move on and know who my starter oh, is going to be. Mary Kay Cabot, which fan of the show, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, so Deshaun Watson is suspended indefinitely. Then he will no longer be able to participate in camp or preseason games. Yes. If he gets a specific number of games, um, then he's able to do that. Yeah, that's why uh, basically the Browns called the NFL's bluff today. And they said, your number one goal is to keep Deshaun Watson off the field. So there's no publicity. He's starting Friday night. Boom. The NFL doesn't come out with their punishment. Deshaun Watson plays on Friday night. So the NFL, the, the Browns basically said, fuck you, make your decision, or else Deshaun Watson's playing. So do you think a decision comes by Friday? Yeah, it'll be Friday afternoon. Get ready for Jacoby Brissett to start on Friday. <laughs> Call it'll it be now. a classic Friday afternoon. Heard here first and NFL talking about news balls. dump, I think it's happening, whether it's tomorrow or Friday. So I what's think. your final guess? 
I think it's going to be 12 games. I think they are going to meet kind of in the middle. It's going to be a hefty fine. It's going to be 12 games, which again, puts 12 us in a games, weird, $10 million because that's what he made last in year. a weird pickle because that's the annoying part is that they do find him the 10 million that he was owed last year. Then they should just count that as time served from his last season. He paid a full year salary back, sat out a full year. To me, that's a full season suspension. Then you're paying that fine. The, the, he didn't play. So the next step of punishment when you're not playing is to not get paid. If he gives all that back, he served a one-year suspension technically right. by definition. He sure. did not play a year. He was not paid for anything. He was an unemployed football player for a season. We'll I, see what happens I again. I say it's they just, meet in the middle. They, I think they go 10. I think they go, good ten, I think they go 10 games suspension with a hefty fine. 10, 10 would be okay. I mean, I, I think realistically our, our, our schedule's tough. It's really tough. After I, the first four games? Four games. It, it it's it's a hard yeah. schedule for the whole year. Uh, on paper, this is all based on 2022 t- or 2021 teams. Obviously, this year, teams are all different. You know, their rosters aren't the same. Teams are, you think are going to be great are going to be shitty, vice versa. Uh, I mean, Tampa Bay, shit, they've got four or five offensive linemen have gone down already. Oh, their center. Poor they lost guy. another center today, so they're under, the, they're under their third. Tom Brady is not getting any younger. I mean, is this a year? Is this a year that he finally, Father Time, catches up? No. Gronk's retired. No. Half the offensive line's down. Still got three good receivers to throw to. Yeah. We'll see. Who? Who are the three? Evans, Julio, Evans is good. Julio Jones. Julio Jones hasn't been good in five years. And, and Chris. Chris Godwin's coming off an ACL injury. So they have one and a half good receivers in Tampa Bay. Because <laughs> Julio Jones fucking sucked last year. I think everybody can admit that. You got to catch Julio in the 10 yard in route. You're fine. I, I had him on my You're fantasy fine. team. He did nothing last year. Trust me. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that's the other thing that I'm seeing that Adam just brought up. There is a, a rumor going around that there's somebody in the NFL that does not want Watson to play against the Texans. The number one goal is he must be suspended for 12 weeks because week 12 is Houston. Really? It's that's, fucking that's weird. A rumor? Yeah, that's 100% a rumor I've been seeing. Again, it goes to show you the power of the owners because yeah. Goodell works for the owners. Yep. And He's trying it, to appease everybody. To me, this is a conspiracy. Goodell, the you owners, conspiracy theories they're all show. coinciding or uh, conspiring to come down on the Browns because – we gave Deshaun this huge contract. And it's fucked everyone up. And it's fucked all the other teams up. We have a segment we're going to get to later in the show about the Steelers and the Bengals selling out because of this Deshaun Watson contract specifically, mostly the Bengals. But we'll get to that later in the hey, show. Justin Tucker got a huge guaranteed contract for a fucking kicker. Yeah. Thanks, Watson. And they won't pay Lamar Jackson still. <laughs> I love that. I love everything in Baltimore right now. Um Sticking with the Browns, though, we'll get off of uh, Deshaun Watson. We'll move on to Jakeem Grant. Yeah, no pun intended. Who unfortunately tore his Achilles yesterday this at practice. Huge, this was a huge miss. And this was the big one that I was telling people about because as soon as it happened, immediately people are going, well, you got to get a wide receiver. No, you don't. Jakeem Grant wasn't brought here to be a wide receiver. Teams. He is a special teams ace. He who's was going to be a kick the, returner, who's gonna, who's gonna the punt returner. Happen? Now, yeah, now it's a whole clusterfuck with a month uh, before the season it, starts. Is it uh, Peoples-Jones again? Is that what we did last I year? I hope not, because it, it didn't I, go well last here. year. Same here. I mean, Felton wasn't very good at it. Peoples-Jones was fine. Dearness Johnson's fine. But these guys aren't... Cribs to bring him back for a year? He honestly might be our best option at this point. And then, <laughs> I mean, do you maybe try with a guy like Tony Ford, the, the rookie running back out of Cincinnati? Do you try that? Is that claiming that we don't trade Hunt then? Is that what you're, you're saying, that he hunts on the team? Because if, if Hunt's on the team, then yeah, I'm sure why not. But if he's on the team or he's off the team, I'm not running him back there. I mean, it injury. depends because you would go, you would still, the, the depth chart would still be Chubb. Johnson. And then, and then Johnson, yeah. Maybe Ford. But I mean, you're going to be running a lot of two split plays with Johnson and 
and Chubb in the backfield. Though. Unfortunately, I just don't know who we have that, who else we have to do it. I mean, that's the problem. We could go with Donovan Peoples Jones, but maybe I'd rather they, maybe I mean, they're gonna have tryouts. Then. Right now, Donovan Peoples Jones is our number two receiver. I don't want him returning kicks and punts. No, I agree. You have a higher risk of getting injured, and we're already kind of thin at wide receiver. So I, I'm okay with not doing that, but then you're running out of people. Do they try to force Demetric Felton? Anthony Schwartz, I think, is way too small. Anthony Schwartz, he's got the speed, but unfortunately, if he gets hit running full speed into somebody, he's he's gonna get he's gonna get murdered. He's gonna crumble. I'd be very worried about Anthony Schwartz staying it would be healthy. Worth going and taking a flyer and another receiver. And I mean, just for the reason of special teams, not just to bring him in to be yeah, a receiver, that, but yeah. That Giuseppe guy from the hard knock season that was sleeping in his car and did the tryout and all that shit. <laughs> bring him back. That's another one. He was a training camp warrior. Everyone loved him, and now he's just gone. You've never heard from him again. That's the beauty of uh, training camp. And like, I, I didn't watch last night's Hard Knocks. The Hard Knocks did come out yesterday. With I the did, Detroit but I Lions. heard uh, what's his face put on a hell of a performance. Dan though. Campbell. No, no, no. The, oh, Aiden uh, Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah, he did his, his rookie Michael show. Jackson thing. Yeah. So it looks like they're having a good time. But when you watch it, what, what's going to happen with Hard Knocks is they're going to follow a couple big name players, and they're going to follow bottom of the roster guys, and they make you fall in love with them, and they make you go, oh, shit, "This guy's going to be amazing." And then they're going to get cut right before the season starts. It happens every time. I'm not falling for it again. But I watch it though. The, the Lions intrigue me this year. They really do. As of right now, the same thing with like, uh, like I was saying earlier, where he's where Romel was saying, "Who's your backup quarterback?" And I said, "They might not be on the roster right now." That could be said right now with the uh, kick returner, punt returner as well. At yeah, this point. I, I think I think we have four weeks of four five weeks left or four weeks left. I think we bring someone else in. I think you, and you, try them out and see what. Keep happens. your eyes peeled on guys that get cut. Yes, that's the best thing yes. you can do at this point because I don't think. I don't think our kick returner, punt returner for this season is on the roster right now, in my opinion. I mean, Devin I Hester, could be overlooking Devin somebody. Hester didn't make first-team ballot Hall of Famer, so he's still out there. We could bring mm -hmm. him back in. He's officially still eligible to play in the NFL. Yes, so let's bring him back. Can't be any worse What's than what we have. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, sticking with the Browns and some of the quote-unquote drama happening, Kareem Hunt did a hold-in. Now, for those of you that don't know what that is, Kareem Hunt came to training camp. He came to practice every day and just refused to do team drills for one day. Two, was it two? I thought it was just one. It was two. This, okay. The second at, at the end of the second day is when he they finally said shut the fuck up. Okay. And then he went back. So he day. showed up, didn't do team drills. Yep. The news went public of Kareem Hunt's holding. In did you, did you see all the the free the free uh, things that you saw uh, Landry post that? No, I didn't see any. Oh, of that. Landry put on uh, Instagram. He said free whatever they called them, whatever, but basically free Hunt. Yeah. It's like get the fuck out of here. Um, I mean. What the fuck does Hunt think is going to happen in this situation? You're on a contract. You're on a team with a pretty fucking crowded running back room. You know your days are numbered. Why are you poking the bull right there? Why are you doing that? You're poking the bull of the team that gave you a chance yeah. when nobody else was going to give you a chance. Hometown team. They brought you in. They signed you. They gave you an extension. Yeah, they paid you pretty well. He's set to make six or seven million this and year. And now think. you want to be like, oh, but I need more. Yeah, it's because he's on his last year, which I understand. The thought process on a football player is I'm on my last year of my contract. If I get hurt, I'm not getting a contract next year. So they want security. That's sure, all that's for. I get it. Fully understood why he's doing it. It's just what a way to do it. You need to do a, a, a hold in. You can't just be an adult and play and, and just hope that they reward you or you get traded and something happens. Let it all work itself out with your hometown team. Right. You can't even get through training camp because you need a new contract I mean, that bad. Thankfully for two days, we had no Watson talk. It was just Hunt talk. It was so nice. it, was a, it was a nice break. It was. But, I, you're, we, but it I was short-lived. I, I think I texted you about You texted and told me back, too, is that, yeah, he sees the writing on the wall. Yeah. He sees Ford. Ford is basically a younger version of him. He is his replacement. And he knows what's coming. Who will coming. be on a rookie contract. 
Yeah. Kareem Hunt is making six, seven million dollars a year. Last year of his contract, he's 27, 28 years old. And of course, injuries last year, he wasn't as productive last year because he was injured. I saw a lot of tweets from people that are just idiot Browns fans, and some of them are just idiot football fans that don't even understand. They're going, Oh, the Browns have all this money to pay Watson. Now they can't play their pay their other players. What a joke. Those fans are stupid because they don't understand anything. We're paying Kareem Hunt plenty of money. He just wants more. And it's not that we can't afford to pay him. They don't want to because they're just being financially responsible with the contracts and the, and the salaries. Again, it comes back to it Andrew Barry. And plenty Andrew, of sense to me. And Andrew Barry, we trust. If yep. he's not willing to throw money at Hunt, there's and a reason behind it. Andrew Barry didn't bring in Hunt. Not that was John Dorsey. That's true. Yeah, Hunt's been a great necessity or uh, um, an addition to the team. Hunt's done an well asset, for us. Yeah. Um, but last year he was injured. We did okay he's, without him on the field sometimes. If I'm not mistaken, but he's Johnson missed, stepped up a lot last year with Hunt great. off the field. Hunt has missed, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Somebody check my numbers at home. I think Hunt has missed almost the equivalent of a full season over the past two years. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. I think calf it's like, injuries and whatever It's got to be like 14, 15 games, something like that, maybe more. He's missed almost the equivalent of a full NFL season over the last two years. And fans are going, oh, you got to pay him. That's not how the NFL works, guys. Right. If you can't stay on the field, you don't get paid. He's lucky the Browns are even keeping him right now to this point. Johnson earned his extension. 100%. Because that dude stepped the fuck up last year. Every time he touched the ball and we needed him to do something, he, he made did something it. happen. Kareem he Hunt earned, he earned his extension. had a couple moments and then just couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. I'm not blaming him. I love Kareem Hunt. He's a current Brown. I, I love everybody on the Browns, except for a couple people last year. But uh, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be upset if they traded Hunt. I would. I, no. I like Hunt as a player, but I honestly, I don't think our backfield um, takes a hit if he's gone. No, my only thing is, unfortunately, I don't think he, we can get anything for him. Um, I just don't know if a team's going to be interested in trading for a one-year contract, 27-year-old running back, coming off injuries, $7 million a year. It's just there's younger, cheaper options out there for teams. I don't know if there's really anything we can get out of him. He might, unfortunately, just be a cut. Interesting. That would be very interesting if they cut him. Yeah, I, unfortunately, that might just be the, their only option. They don't want to pay him the $7 million, They'll cut him. Uh, He's coming off the books next year anyway. Let him go find a new home, whatever. But I just don't know if they keep him. I really don't. If he's doing this holding shit, they they drafted his replacement. They gave Dearness Johnson a one-year contract to, to hopefully stay long-term. You have Nick Chubb. Do you really want to put up with Kareem Hunt? The other aspect of that, too, of that too is the fact that, obviously, you know Chubb is really good friends with Hunt. Sure. Do you rock the boat by cutting Hunt in, in fear of I upsetting mean, your star running back? I'm sure Chubb has been close with, I mean, we had Odell. We had Jarvis Landry last year, Austin Hooper last year, Baker Mayfield last sure. year, J.C. Treader last year. They're all gone. Yeah. So I'm sure Chubb has been friends with people, but he understands it's a business. business. The Browns have a yeah. you know a turnstile. Most teams do. You, you turn over players all the time. So I think he'd be okay with it. It's a business. I think he understands. Um. Next up, really quick, we're going to break down the MLB trade deadline. A few big moves. We have baseball teams still in Cleveland, right? We do. We do. They they're don't here. know it, I don't think. Well, they, they're they forget in, that they're, they're here in sometimes. first place right now. Tied. Well, they're still in first place. Tied for first. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they are They are Very competitive first. Central Division, by the way. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a real slobber knocker, barn burner <laughs> going on over there. Uh, but the trade deadline was pretty epic for a couple of teams, and one of them being, of course, the San Diego Padres, who went all in. I was talking with my buddies about this when the trade happened. I was kind of, I was like shocked. I said to him, am I crazy or does it seem like the San Diego Padres make a huge trade every year or two? The least the last two years they have. Huge splash trades and they've won shit. Yeah, because wasn't last year their shortstop? 
or the year before was the year the before was Manny Machado. Yeah, Machado was the shortstop. Yep, and they got last him for Baltimore. Was a pitcher, right? Uh I mean, a couple of years before, it was the same year that they got Machado. They traded with us to Over get Mike Clevenger. Clevenger. Yeah, yeah. But well, last they, year was another big trade, though, too, last year. I forget what it was, though. I know they brought in um, you Darvish this year, if I'm not mistaken. I think they just signed him. But they're, they're in. But yeah, they, they make huge moves every year. But then they go out the, and you week, do absolutely nothing. the week after they trade for him, they get swept by the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, but they still do it. They make these huge splash moves. They 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 get rid of these great players in their in their uh, farm system. Did you see the meme of what San Diego gave up for him? No. Oh, it's like they, I, I can't verbatim quote it, but it was like so the uh, the Padres get back Soto, and they gave away the zoo, uh, their local museum, their local waterfront, two yachts, and whatever else. Is joking around? Worth it. They they traded away the entire city of San Diego, and they managed to fleece the the, the Nationals to throw in Josh Bell also, that who's batting was like three hundred. Like they just they added another good player. The um, Nationals fans were pissed. I was, I I was watching like Reddit, and oh, they yeah. were pissed. I mean, like, they were okay with Soto going because it was writing on the wall, yeah. but the Bell thing was. The, I read an article actually earlier today, and a guy basically said that that might be the biggest trade in sports history in terms of how young and talented Soto is. And to get him with two extra years on his contract, they're saying this, that might be the biggest trade. If you look at all trades that have happened in sports, this one might be like the craziest one of somebody trading away a let's, really let's talented be honest, player. The Padres are always in it every year. They're in it. They're to not, extent, they're not, yeah, it's, they're it's not tough. guaranteed I mean, to win, but they're in it. They're in a they're, very tough division. They're, yeah, they're in a division with the Dodgers. Who, you, at the end of the you day, you almost can promise that Soto's going to resign with you. He's going to resign with you in two years, probably. You think? Yeah. I mean, he's going to, he wants the bank. And, like, and getting everything. Bell with that too. And Bell's young. Bell has years on the contract. Yeah, that's, sure. that's another huge. And Machado's young. They've got Fran, uh, Fernando Tatis. Yeah. I mean, they're, they have a young, really good healthy, team. Healthy. They have very good When team. they're healthy. Yeah. But that's the problem. They can't put it all together. But a huge trade for them. And they got the closer, uh, Josh Hader. They got him from the, the Brewers, who the Brewers, I got to give them credit. They have balls of steel. Brewers are battling in a, in a, for a playoff spot. They have Josh Hader, who's probably the best closer in baseball at the time. And they said, your contract's expiring. We're not going to be able to keep you. See ya. Send to San Diego. And everyone's like, what the fuck are they thinking? They're throwing away their chances at a playoff run. But they just look at, they're like the Guardians. They trust what they have. So they're like, we don't care. We can lose this it's, guy. We'll replace him. It's closed him. by committee now. It is. It's, they know what they're doing, these small market teams. Uh, speaking of small market teams, the Guardians, designated for assignment. Unfortunately, Dave's bad week continues. Because not only did he suffer the mild heart attack, he told me before the season started, I said, Jose Ramirez, best player on the Guardians, no questions asked. He said, Fran Mel Reyes is going to have an amazing year this year. You notice that the heart attack came after he got released? I think a broken heart. Timing. Broken heart. But Timing. realistically, though, Fran Mel Reyes did have a historical season, and it was historically bad to the point where he was getting what, sent down to the minors. 212 batting average. And he was supposed to be a power hitter, and he wasn't hitting home runs. Not good. Couldn't get on base, couldn't do shit. So, of course, the Guardians designated him for assignment. I, I didn't see the release, though. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see the No, that did catch me off guard. When I saw, crazy. I think what happened was there were rumors that they were going to send him down because yeah. he was struggling, and they probably went to him as a veteran, as a you know a nice gesture, and they were probably like, we got to send you down. You either You're going to the minors, or we can release you. And he was probably like, just let me go. The so, Bobby Bradley thing, I'm glad happened because yeah. I was really excited about him. I've got an autographed card by him in my house. Yeah. I was really excited about him. When he, he first came up, he Nothing. looked like a, a big power hitting yeah, first baseman. And you thought, this yeah. is beautiful. Maybe Ryan Howard 2.0 from sure. the Phillies. Not so fast. He 
lost his swing, didn't know what the hell he was doing, same thing, bounced in and out of the minors, couldn't get his, his groove back. Uh, he was released outright. Franville Reyes was designated for assignment, which means a team can pick you up. The Cubs did just that, so he's now a member of the Chicago Cubs. But they suck, so fuck them. They can they can take Fran Mill, who's still not going to hit shit, even in tiny Wrigley. Um, but yeah, the Guardians didn't do anything. They they made no trades. They actually traded away Sandy Leone, the catcher, and got nothing in return. We got a, a relief pitcher from the Twins, and that's it. Guardians made no moves. We should as you said, we should have reached out to our uh, baseball uh, connoisseur Greg for a quote. I tried. He was a little busy the last couple of weeks. I did reach out to try to get him on the show to get a quote um, at least. What do you think about these? Uh, We'll just have him back in studio to tell us how you really feel about the Dolans, Greg. Yeah, honestly, I mean, that's do we expect anything less from the Guardians, though? Because no, I, I, mean, I didn't think they were going to make a big splash. I mean, we have Austin Hedges, who is an automatic out for the most part, a catcher. Sure. Uh, when we traded Sandy Leone, I thought that meant we're going to trade for a catcher. I think the – I forgot his name, Vasquez or whatever. The catcher from the Red Sox was clearly available. I forgot where he ended up going, but he did get dealt. And I thought maybe the Guardians are going after a catcher. Like that'd be a really impressive move. They're sure. trading Leon to make the roster spot. Now they're going to trade for their catcher. That's a new everyday catcher. It's going to be great. Didn't happen. Yeah, they did absolutely nothing. Again, they're winning. We are in the worst division in baseball. So being tied in first is like I don't even know. It's not like it's not a great accomplishment. I mean, don't get me wrong. If we make the playoffs. I'll be kind of happy till we get swept in the first round by you know the Astros or Yankees or whoever. Right, but. I didn't expect them to even be this close. Yeah, we got. Yeah, I forgot about Luke Maley or whatever who hit the home run the other day. Um, I didn't expect the Guardians to even be competitive this year. Yeah, but what's what's working for the Guardians right now is the fact that they're bringing up half of their farm. They're, they're bringing they, up they have no players. other choice. They're, I mean, they're trying out who can work where and what can work where. Yeah, and they're being some of them are being successful. I mean, they brought up some good talent. Um, they brought up some good players that, that's done well that's fit into a starting roster so yep. far. Um, so they're just they're rolling the dice, basically. I mean, at this point, they're going to have to call up uh, Bo Naylor, Josh Naylor's brother, the catcher. I mean, <laughs> we need a catcher. What the fuck are they waiting on? This guy just got moved up into the top 100 prospects in America or like in, in baseball. Call him up. What do we have to lose at this point? It, there's no way this kid could be uh, worse. We have the division. Than Austin Hedges. He's not going to be worse than Hedges. <laughs> you're, you're not losing We're in anything. First place, man. We can't ruin it. I don't think Hedges is going to make or break anything that's happening with this organization right now, but you never know. Uh, but yeah, so those are some of the trades, some of the moves the Guardians didn't do in the trade deadline that has come and gone for the 2022 season. Uh, tied for first. We'll see what happens going forward. Do we make the playoffs? I'm going to say no. I think these young players are going to kind of fizzle out a little bit. They're going to hit a little bit of a slump. I think we lose a little bit of games, and I think it's going to be too little too late. That's my prediction. Gun to my head. I don't think we make it. I think it could be close. Like it's going to be within like five games or so. It'll be tight. Yeah. But I just don't think we have it in us. Uh, Staying with Cleveland sports, uh, Colin Sexton, for those of you that didn't see a couple weeks ago, he is a, he's the young bull as they call him. Is he the guy that sat on the bench uh, a long time? Not by choice. In his defense, there's an an injury. I, I, I won't blame a guy for an injury. But he is coming off a nasty injury where the Cavaliers were fine without him. They were fine. We almost made the when we technically made the playoffs. If you want to look at the play-in game as the playoffs, I I think that he was not missed that much. No, I mean yes and no. When Ricky Rubio went down, he was extremely missed because we didn't have any scoring threat coming off the bench. We got Rubio back though. We're good. We're fine. Yeah, we got Rubio coming back. 
Also We're coming fine. off a horrendous knee injury that happened way after Colin Sexton. From speaking from experience, you can come back from nasty knee <laughs> and injuries and be just as athletic as Your before. NBA career ended a long time ago, Kyle. I think these guys <laughs> might have a little something different Son to say. Son of a bitch. Uh, but yeah, Sexton is you know 10 years younger than Ricky Rubio. Right. Only one knee injury, whereas Ricky Rubio has had multiple knee injuries. I would love Sexton back for the right price, and I think their contract offer, which was three years, $40 million, was a very good no one's, Very no reasonable one's contract. Yet, no, not that I've seen. It's just up to Sexton to take it. The problem is he's represented by Rich Paul. Uh, of course. Who is, of course, the best agent for any player on the planet because he's going to demand the house. He's also dating a very hot woman right now, too. You know, uh, hello on the other side. Hello on the other side. I think that's the words. I really don't know too many Adele's. I mean, songs. Adele's gotten pretty I, hot in the last I took a years. swing. She lost a lot of weight. She looks good. That's what money does. But uh, the Cavs offered him a contract. It sounds like from where I'm, from what I've read, they are very far apart. Uh, Rich Paul and Sexton have no interest in taking that contract. I think they expected the market to be a little bit better for Colin Sexton, which is not the case. So you think Sexton takes it just because he has nothing else going on? I think he might end up having to, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, eventually it's going to come down to that. Of But the Cavs have the option to match anything, right? Yeah, the Cavs, he's a restricted free agent. So, so if someone else comes in often like a four-year, $90 million, they can match if they, they can want if to. they want. I don't think they would, something yeah, that big. That's true. That's Look true. at, they're, they're basically offering him $13 million a year. I can't imagine they're going to be like, all right, we'll give you like twenty-five dollars almost. Yeah. No, I, I, I can't see that. But I'm just saying they have the option to match if they want to. Well, we'll see what happens with that. So keep your eye on the Colin Sexton So you want shit, him back next year, right? For the right price, I would take him, yes. Okay. For that contract, I'd do that all day. Yeah. And I, I trust Six man or is he a starter? Oh, six man. Six man for sure. Okay. Uh, sticking with the Cavaliers really quick. A couple weeks ago, they did unveil their new jerseys. And Kyle and I discussed them in length when they first came out. Um, well, the one on the right looks great to me because we won a championship yeah, in those. They just don't have the sleeves. Yeah, I do like the one on the right. I like the, the black look. I like the Jordan logo. I'm uh, a fan of the white ones, though. I think the other nice. two, for me, they just look like they're summer league jerseys. Like, they look like practice uniforms. That's kind of how I see it. This one looks like a summer league <laughs> Yeah. This one looks pretty good. I mean, the white it, one it looks okay. I just, I don't know. I don't like the color. I like the old school look to the white one, though. It's bringing back but like the Cavs logo. With when the I ball see the ball the going through the V, I want orange. I want oh, you blue want the, and orange. Want I want the, the old the, school yeah, look. The, the, okay. That color, it just, I don't know. It doesn't look right to me. Again, I like it. I like the white one. That looks like a practice jersey. Uh, the black one, I agree. Ramel said is good. But for me, the the red and the white one, they just look like practice jerseys. They look, they're, they're so fucking basic and boring. Not that I want them to be like... <laughs> flamboyant and like you know colorful and shit they just i don't know they're so, they're so rainbow, boring looking rainbow ones just those colors i don't know just give me some more flash i like the old school Cavs look my favorite ones are obviously the mid 90s with zadrunas ogalskis andre miller ricky davis so we haven't my seen favorite we haven't seen far. the city ones yet the city editions those are coming yeah they have a city edition every year i haven't seen those i'm curious what they do with those because last year i think the city edition ones were um i think they like, were white weren't they I really don't remember last year. They're all white. They're all white. So I, they might bring back the old school look, the blue and the, the blue and orange. We'll see. I hope they do something because honestly, I, I don't like any of those. I mean, bring Sean Kemp to reveal them as I, old school. I, I don't wear basketball jerseys, so for me, it doesn't really matter. I just kind of look at it as like, do adults wear basketball jerseys? No, I, I mean, I okay. don't personally. I stopped a long time ago, so I uh, I see those and I'm like, those are ugly, but it is what it is. Just go out there and play basketball. I don't really give a fuck what you're wearing as long as you're winning. Mm-hmm. I just wish. If you're gonna change the Cavs, change uniforms and logos every like three years. Well, they lost the sponsor Goodyear, so they had uh, they still have Goodyear. No, they lost Goodyear. I they think had, they lost Goodyear, but I think the, I one. think the but the way the the jersey looks, it's just that's just the uh, 
the logo that they paid for the rest yeah, of the jersey no, the can look Jumpman the same. And the Nike, yeah, but I'm saying, but they, the Goodyear one they had over here was a big sponsor and they lost that one. Right. But I'm saying like, if they got a new sponsor, they could have kept the jerseys sure. the same. That doesn't well, have anything to do with Goodyear. Something different or like, I guess. Maybe. Well, then they're fucking boring too. If this was their call, I don't know whose it's call Cleveland, it was. Man. What do you expect? Just go out there and win. I, I don't like the jerseys personally, but it doesn't sound like most people do. I, I will say this on the Cavs. I am excited for next year. though. I can't wait for the season. I just wish it looked a little bit better. All right. We are going to go to a break. Uh, Gonna give us a couple minutes to regroup. I'm gonna we're gonna read some ads and then we're gonna come right back and we got some good shit to talk about. We're gonna talk a little, we're gonna go around the NFL. We got Kyler Murray and his contract clause. We've got the Steelers and the Bengals both selling out in one offseason with garbage bitches, stadium names, just complete garbage, embarrassing. And then uh just the tip. You guys know how we roll here on talking about balls. So give us a few minutes, we'll be right back and we'll talk to you soon. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna do some ads here. We got a couple new ones since we left the station, and uh, I'm very excited for these because a couple of years ago, for those of you that have been listening to the show for a while, um, my basement flooded a couple of years ago. Oh, we I had, that. Yeah. yeah, during during right in the beginning of the pandemic, 2020, uh, we had a horrible rainstorm. Everyone in my city, pretty much, their their the water just backed up through drains, through their showers, everything in the basement. Uh, terrible, ruined my basement. We had a finished basement with carpet, all this and that. We had to rip it up, redo everything. It was a pain in the ass. If I would have known them then, I would have had Smith's Drain Service LLC come and check it out because they're your local drain cleaning experts. They work on main sewer lines, bathtub and laundry lines, septic lines, kitchen sink lines, floor drain, downspouts, and much, much more. Family-owned and operated Smith's Drain Service LLC. Give them a call, 440-242-8704. Let them know Redline Radio sent you, and they're going to hook you up and take care of you. We're always here to help out family-owned businesses, so do it with Smith's. But you know what? If you didn't have such a Bob the Builder wife that you do, and then she did your basement. She did most you, of the work. Yeah, it was great. You could have called these guys, Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement, to come out and fix that basement once it flooded. Um, they 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 created this studio that we're sitting in right now. They It looks great. They do great work. Um, very reliable. They're, they've been a sponsor of the station for a while now. Um, but if you have a flooding in your basement, if you need to repair at your house, you need to create a studio for yourself, give them a call over at 440 731 seven six five four uh tell them that team redline sent you and they'll take care of you but they do great work and they could have helped you out but you know what tara is a bob the builder she loves it and uh it's kind of funny too it's weird that all these ads are, are happening in real life because yeah. they mean a lot i was driving in here today and i had to swerve and miss a pothole and i'm going what kind of fucking cockeyed dipshit put this together and i realized they didn't have the proper tooling to line the the concrete and the asphalt they made you know where they could get that kind of equipment through Dynatech. You ever oh, heard of them? I, I have not. I've I've heard they're a great sponsor, though. Tell me more. Brand new. They they have heavy machinery. They cut through. They have uh, diamond drill bits. They have all this crazy shit. I was just reading about it. I'm excited to, to learn more. They're brand new with us. But they have heavy machinery. They can cut on asphalt. They have uh, drill bits. They have saws. Everything you need. Check them out. Dynatech at 1-800-446-9001 www.dynatech.com d-y-n-a-t-e-c-h.com check them out new sponsors of redline radio llc and they're doing a live remote in a couple of weeks that i'm sure you guys are going to hear way more about i think it was september 3rd people are going to be going live from dynatech i i have a wedding that day kyle has a golf outing otherwise talking about balls would be well represented but since we can't be there other people from redline radio will be there representing everybody great mm -hmm. and uh, i can't wait to check it out while i can and if you have a chance, give Dynatech a give, give them a look at their website. If you want to learn a little bit more, go to Dynatech.com. So, you know, driving and, and swerving, you know what it helps you? A sign. 
a sign that would have told you there's a hole coming up in the road. You know who makes signs? You know who makes stuff that tells people what, what they are representing? Incredible keepsakes. They take care of it. They design shirts, mugs, signs, anything you want them to do. They can put a logo on something for you. Um, they'll take care of you. You want to give Diane a call and let her know what you want, what you need. Um, 440-242-9648. Uh, www.incrediblekeepsakes.com. And as she always says, cherished moments are made to last forever. Um, I've seen, I, I believe Dave did a live broadcast one time from Incredible Keepsakes. He was doing like a little engraving on a mug once. So she yeah. does everything. So she probably could have made a sign and told you to watch out for the hole in the road. Yeah, speaking of Dave, when uh, when he and Lee were in the studio a couple of weeks ago with us, they had those engraved mugs that they got from Incredible Keepsakes, and those look great. And, of course, you could see those every Sunday night on the Steel City Renegades live on LLC, Redline Radio LLC. Uh, they got their show going on with the football season, obviously talking about balls. We're moving from 8 to 10 starting next week. We're here on Wednesday nights. Tuesdays, our boy Tim Buck, too, as um, always, from Studio One. Tim, you got to come to Studio Two, I think. It's official. You're, you are the man at Studio Two. I, I think you. you need to be here more often. You're the face of this station. I want you, I want you here as much as possible. Uh, but if you can't catch Tim Buck Tuesday, there's a show any day of the week. You got Wednesday night with us. You got Sunday with the boys on uh, Steel City. You got Monday night with uh, Just Therapy. Uh, what do you got? You got Thursday's Lex yeah, Vegas show. Thursday, you got and you got Club Pizzle, Pizzle, brand new. Yeah. He's only been here about a month or so, and he's killing it. He's doing a great job, so check him out if you get a chance. We just had a show go live before us today, too. Well, who is that, Tim? Oh, I forgot their name. I watched. That is uh, She Vibes. That's going to be my tip, so I'm going to talk about it a little oh, bit more. Okay, okay we'll perfect. talk more about it later. Yeah, cool. I didn't get a chance to check it in, so we'll let Tim fill you in. And then uh, Friday night, you got Grapevine is back. Money's Crazy Mind is always happening on Friday nights. And then Saturdays, 4th and 15 with Mel and Smooth. They've been a little – they're doing kind of what everybody else is doing, the, the sports. It's draining to talk about sports. You take a little time off. They took a couple weeks here and there. I'm looking forward to seeing them again. Uh, I love their show. I was hoping to be a part of it before college football season started, but unfortunately, I don't know if I'm going to have any Saturdays available before the season starts, but we'll make something work. I can't wait to work with them busy again. busy weekends coming up. Yeah, so there's shows all over the place. It's funny out there on Sundays with Kevin Kwan from 5 to 6.55. Uh, check them all out. I mean, honestly, Redline Radio, you can watch the shows on replays. You can watch stuff live. There's something going all the time. Check it out. Studio One and Studio Two. And we'll be back here in a minute with you guys to finish up talking about balls. All right. And we are back for the final segment countdown. here, talking about balls, the final countdown, if you will. It really is. Uh, we want to talk about Kyler Murray, his contract. He did sign a new extension a couple of weeks ago. And, of course, the news broke. Whoever leaked it is going to burn in hell one day, if you believe in such a thing, because it is such a fucking negative look on a Kyler Murray and B the Cardinals overall. I feel bad for the kid. Like he'll never, this is something that if he has a bad game, this is all anyone's going to talk yeah. about. Like, oh, it, he it must to watch the video. Yeah. It ruined him. It was, he was playing video games. It's kind of funny. So for those of you that don't know, Kyler Murray signed an extension with the Cardinals and part of the contract got leaked that he is not allowed to play video games uh, until he finishes watching his tape. And they have like, they want to check in and make sure that he's not playing video games. You instead saw the of stats, watching right? Yeah, there was a way somebody actually went through. And if you're familiar with the video game Call of Duty, they, of course, have have weekends where they have double XP, well, double XP experience weekends, points. We've taken advantage of this. So 100%, I love them. And, and they said that on weekends where, where there's double XP for Call of Duty, Kyler Murray has bad, he plays a little worse. <laughs> Not by much. The numbers weren't like alarmingly bad of like, holy shit, it's <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. But they were enough to where you go, oh shit, hmm. like, it's kind of like, more shout out to the guy that actually went through all that and figured out when double XP weekends was because that's way too much work. I don't have that kind of time. 
some some nerd got paid a hefty penny it really is just it's a bad look for the cardinals because you're you're given the keys to your kingdom your franchise quarterback has to have a clause in his contract that he's actually going to study and do his homework because kyler murray is the kind of quarterback where he looks like the mvp for the first few weeks of every season plays great last year the cardinals if i'm not mistaken were like nine and oh eight no and they barely puttered into the playoffs and got embarrassed in the first round by the the rams yeah but when you see shit like this, it makes you go, well, no wonder they lost to the Rams. You got a quarterback who doesn't want to study, who wants to play video games instead. It's, it's, it's a even bad more look. embarrassing when you see Aaron Rodgers give that interview to Barstool yeah. two days ago, where he basically admitted that the schedule for the NFL pretty easy. You know, yeah. I, I don't come out and do all that work. You know, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, we do walkthroughs. Thursday, he's just a, he's I'll, a I'll watch a little video on Thursday, and then Friday, we take a break and we're ready for the weekend. It's like, that looks bad. Not saying it looks bad. We know who Aaron Rodgers is, yeah. great quarterback. But in the wake of this yeah. with him, it's like, shit. Like I think it also shows you just the different caliber of a quarterback that Aaron Rodgers is because you have Aaron Rodgers who's he's not much of a mobile quarterback. He's just a great quarterback overall. Yeah, He, he can put the ball wherever he needs to. He can look back. He knows where the guy is going to be. He can throw the ball effortlessly. He's just really good. Then you look at a guy like Kyler Murray who relies on his legs. So when you're running around like that, plays are breaking down. You have to make the right call, and you have to remember where people are going to be while you're running around trying to not get killed. If you're not studying your playbook. That's going to be really hard. And Aaron Rodgers, I mean, they're totally apples to oranges the way they play the game. Kyler yeah. Murray and Aaron Rodgers are not even close to being similar. Sure. No, no. So It was just funny, though, to watch an interview in Barstool where he came on basically just – he just dismissed the yeah, he basically NFL said schedule. It's, it's not hard what he does. It's just it's, he goes up there and plays. It's very easy. He's like, not, yeah, maybe in two, three, four years I'll retire now. But you they, know. they make it out like Tom Brady is, you know, at the facility at 4 a.m., doesn't sleep. He just – that's all he does is football, 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 and that's how he's as good. And Aaron Rodgers is like, no, nah, I don't do that. He's like, in one off season, I went to uh, – where'd he go? He went to, like, Peru, and he did ayahuasca, yeah. the fucking hallucinogenic. It's like a DMT liquid form. I think it was DMT. He just hallucinated. He tripped balls, basically. Uh, with Danica Patrick in the offseason, in the NFL, of course. Go figure. Deshaun Watson's going to get suspended for a season, give or take. Yep. Aaron Rodgers is, admits to taking hallucinogenic drugs, and the NFL goes, well, it's not in our book, so he's fine. Did you see that, the, the meme where it says Josh Gordon got suspended a year because Aaron Rodgers Because Aaron Rodgers took ayahuasca, <laughs> yeah. That's no lie. I mean, I remember when Josh Gordon, the Browns won a game when we were like 2-14 and 14 or whatever, and they celebrated winning the last game of the year and they flew in a plane, and somebody took a picture, and Josh Gordon's holding a cocktail. As soon yeah. as the flight landed, the NFL was waiting for that plane to land. They tested Josh Gordon, suspended for the next season yep. because he he was drinking. That was part of his probation. He wasn't allowed. Had a sip of legal alcohol. Aaron Rodgers is like, no, I was down there taking hallucinogenics in a, in a tent, sweating my balls off and tripping balls and feeling like I was getting molested by 100 people. Patrick, man. And then they're like, the NFL's like, all good, brother. You look like fucking Nick Cage from Con Air. You're good. Do whatever the hell you want. You can do whatever. Dude, that was classic. He did. That was funny as fuck, dude. I love that movie. So that was even funnier. And I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. I mean, it just, I mean, I think him and, and Brady could do no harm. They could do whatever they want no. to. I mean, that's the other funny thing that, that people are trying to look at is like, the suspension tolerance for the NFL, six games for Ben, Sue Robinson, six games for Deshaun Watson. You've had Ezekiel Elliott got like a six-game suspension. And these are for abusing of women, sexual assaults, et cetera. Potential rapes. Yeah. And then you look at uh, Tom Brady deflated footballs, and they're like, eh, six games. It's about right. Everything's the same for the NFL. Six games is a favorite number. It really is. That's why I think Judge Robinson was right. But it is just, yeah, the, those guys can do no wrong. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, 
admits to hallucinogenic drugs and they go, ah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. So you're saying with Murray, the first time he throws an interception, it's going to be, hmm, I wonder if you watched the video on, uh, on that. On it's more going to be like, he's going to have to delete social media Yep. because he's going to get the minute they Twitter. lose, everyone's just going to be tagging him. Being like, shouldn't have stayed up playing Call of Duty, you fucking idiot. Like, well, even, there, even fans of the Cardinals are going to be saying this well, shit. Well, now he's there's going to be people headhunting him on video games looking for his name out there. I'm sure it's a discreet thing. You'll never know you're playing with Kyler Murray, I would think. I, I, he doesn't, I can't imagine a quarterback of, a, of a, for an NFL franchise is going to tell people their name. No, it's, I wouldn't it, think. It's his name's AZ, AZ Shorty. That's what his name is. Was it really? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I had no idea. I, I would have <laughs> taken that as gospel. I had no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking idea either, but I, I mean, it's crazy the amount of people who do play video games, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of NFL players who, you know, actually do it for like not a living, but I mean, who do it in the off season oh, yeah, Twitch and stuff and, and, and make money off of it. I mean, I don't want to keep harping, but he was with Cleveland at the time. So it's fitting. Did you see the story about Baker? No, I didn't. No. So some kid came out and proved he had the, like the stats on his, on his, uh, account information. He played Call of Duty, I think it was Call of Duty, with Baker on Christmas Eve for like six hours or something like that with a crazy amount of time before the Packers game. The next day, Baker cleared COVID protocol and just went and played a football game, but he was playing video games all the day before. Not that, I mean, at that point, if he's, if he's at home and he has COVID, what else can you really do? I'm There's curious, only so much film you can watch. So what I want to know, what's his kill ratio? Like, what's his... Right, he better be good. <laughs> but my only thing, though, is too is... I, I like to hope that he did all of his homework for the week and he was done and he was like, I have nothing else to do. I'm going to play video games. And it wasn't like a fuck it. I have COVID. I don't care. I'm playing video games. And then he goes out and throws four interceptions or was it five against the Packers? It was, it was, was it four? I lose count. He had so many, but it's just funny that now that this is the shit's coming out with football players, not doing their work and, and fucking around and getting caught. And well, then I mean, it went public that it's a clause in his contract that the Cardinals are like, you have to focus well, and do your they fo- film it, study. They yeah, they out, did. Yeah. They had to come out and say, oh, they had to backtrack a little we didn't bit mean that. One. Yeah, but still. The damage was done. It's pathetic that you had to put it in there. Yeah, it, it's embarrassing. So you just gave this guy an extension, a lot of money. Yep. And you're you're basically saying, we don't trust you to do your job. But here's yeah. all this money. I mean, we'll talk about it on next week's episode because I wanted to bring it up. I didn't get enough chance to do the research. But it does show you that the times they are changing. Because I remember... Ben Roethlisberger, Kellen Winslow, guys like that, they get in motorcycle accidents and shit, and, and people are freaking out. They're like, there's a clause in your contract. You can't do this. You can't do that. Nowadays, you have to put clauses in contracts to not have cellular devices, to not use video games. And then the story I was going to mention was the the baseball player, the rookie, just got called up from the Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't know if you saw this. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys playing baseball, I think he was stealing third or whatever he was doing. Slid oh, the cell phone, third. cell phone fell out of his pocket. This dude's playing a major league baseball game as a rookie for the Pittsburgh Pirates, which first and foremost, he should not be punished because clearly they're not cheating. The Pittsburgh, the Pirates suck. So <laughs> he has a cell phone, more power to him. It's not doing anybody any good. So let him have he it. He had to answer that Snapchat in second base. I mean, honestly, so. you know, so he's got some shorties hitting him up. He's in a strange town. You know, he's new to the league. But uh, he did have a cell phone on him. It fell out of his pocket. I, I thought that was did funny he, as did fuck. Did he get fined? Nothing yet. The, NFL, the, the Major League Baseball hasn't done anything yet. They said that it just fell at out. At least like, it was an iPhone. I, I saw think they that. said it was the ump and the uh, the third base coach just pointed at it. And they're kind of like, hey, you dropped your phone. He just picked it up. He's like, oh, sorry. Like, thank you. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if he had a flip phone just fall out of his pocket? Yeah, he really yeah. did. He's like, hey, mom, I'll, I can't talk right now. I gotta, I'm got in the middle of a game. We're in the third inning. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to steal home. Hold on, mom. I'll be right back. 
But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy the shit that's changing nowadays because that would never happen years ago. Well, I mean, years ago, this is where NFL players sat in the sideline and smoked a cigarette on the bench. Though, yeah, I so. mean, you had. Uh, I mean, things are changing, but not. Changing. Wasn't it? Was it To who had the phone in his pocket, or that was Joe Horn? No, it was it was, um, it was Joe Horn, but also who's Chad Ocho Cinco? Ocho Cinco. Yeah, so you had guys that hid cell phones in their pockets. You of course had uh, Ray Farmer. There were rumors who's the one he was that texting hit it in down the, uh, the sidelines in the, in the pad of the goal goalpost too. Someone hid a phone in a goalpost for a celebration. Went and picked it out and was that Joe Horn? I think that was Horn or Ocho Cinco, one of the two. Yeah, one of them. I don't remember who did it, but yeah, I mean, they used to be used as props. Now you have a major league baseball player who's just literally just putting his phone in his pocket in a game. It's fucking maybe he forgot it was there. Maybe, but hey, he hit a baseball, got on base with his phone in his pocket. I'm impressed by honestly, he was able to play the whole game. Congratulations to you. Can you imagine him posting that Instagram from second base? Or like, yeah, middle of the game, like the pitcher's getting ready, like just looking down, getting the call from the catcher, and he just takes a quick selfie. Like That's kind of badass, honestly. I think that'd be pretty cool. Exactly. That's, a, that's a bold move, and I'm all for it. Um, May steal third, yes or no. <laughs> really quickly before we wrap up, as I said earlier, the NFL is definitely, there's a conspiracy, in my opinion, against the Cleveland Browns because they got Deshaun Watson, even though there were, 14 other organizations inquiring about him willing to trade for him. There were multiple teams after the Browns gave him his contract that were pissed. They didn't get the chance to offer him that contract. Yep. That contract was a fully guaranteed $430 million deal that set the tone for what quarterbacks will be making. Now, now quarterbacks are going to want guaranteed huge contracts. Some teams aren't going to be able to afford that. Right. One team being the most, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think they're the least valuable sports uh, team in, in football, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Pittsburgh. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's just the <laughs> least favorable to look at most of their fans. Um, but the Cincinnati Bengals had to sell the rights to Paul Brown Stadium. That is gone. They are now playing at Paycor Stadium. Paycor signed like a 10-year contract or something like that. Maybe it was longer than that. But uh, just goes to show you the domino effect that the, the Deshaun Watson signing had because now the Bengals know, fuck, Joe Burrow's a damn good quarterback. He's going to want his money in a couple of years. Yeah. We don't have it. Yeah. We have to make more money somehow, and that's by selling the rights to the stadium. Same thing with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They already had a deal in place with a company to be the sponsor. It was Heinz Field. Now it is Acrisure Stadium. They sold out to Acrisure for a couple extra shillings because I'm sure Heinz Field was willing to – they were willing to pay to stay the, the name of the stadium, and they sold out to Acrisure and my favorite thing is you have the Steel City running lates. They <laughs> don't like, they won't say the Browns. They say the team at First Energy Stadium. At least First Energy is not fucking embarrassing like Acrisure. And Pittsburgh fans is, hate the name. Is, what is Acrisure? Have we looked it up? I honestly have no idea. I never looked it up. Hmm. I could care less. It's probably some like accounting firm or something like that if I had to guess. That's probably how some, all these people like get their money. Drug debt, whatever. No, then it would be called Ben Roethlisberger Stadium. Oh, the Ross. Okay, you're right. If it was if it was named after date rape, um, but I know Steelers fans hate the name, and they all say like, "I'm never calling it that. I'll always call it Heinz." So from here on out, I want everybody listening and everyone here in the studio. If you're if you're with me on this, be my guest. Heinz Field is dead. No more. We will never ever say Heinz Field again. But they it still have the ketchup bottle. sure. And that's just to hide the blood from the the blood that will be shed this year because the Pittsburgh Steelers suck. We're going to talk about them next week. Uh, actually, well, maybe we'll, no, I won't do it when you Lee's here. suck! I'm going to talk about the Steelers when Lee isn't here and then yeah. not talk about him when he's here out of spite. Because Lee's so, going to want to chime in. But yeah, the Steelers are terrible. Everything I've heard about, I, I said it with Ramel. Ramel's a uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fan. The 
the rumors and stories coming out of training camp are not good. Mitch Trubisky's looked terrible. Kenny Pickett's looked terrible, like third string terrible. And their glimmer of hope might be Mason Rudolph, who we've seen well, enough of him. Statistically, Mason Rudolph is leading training camp right now. Yeah, he's their best quarterback, he honestly. Is, he's doing statistically what you want out of a starting quarterback. Pickett's not doing anything. And Trubisky's just shit in the bed. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a bad situation in Pittsburgh. I love every second of it. Uh, knowing that they're more than likely going to be in the basement this year just makes me feel really good inside. And I am all for it. They sold out. They got rid of Heinz Field. And yeah, the last winning team, uh, to, the last team to win a playoff game at Heinz Field was the Cleveland Browns. And I think that's only fitting that we retire the name Heinz Field officially. It is dead. AccraSure Stadium. Say it, write it down, repeat it, whatever you have to do to, to keep it in your memory banks. Paycor Stadium. That that's a shit name too. I actually use my company uses Paycor for our our paychecks. I'm very familiar with that company. Uh, shitty name. Just the Bengals needed some money, so that's like a that's like the guys at the side of the road when you pull off the highway holding up a sign. That's pretty much the Bengals. They're like, we'll sell naming rights for money, and they're holding up a sign. And they're like, Paycor, here you go. Who are they like, have to right. pay in a couple of years? They have nobody they really want to hang on to. Who's that? The Steelers. I mean, no, no, they, they just did it because they they wanted to make some extra cash. Yeah. I, I think maybe in the back of their mind, they're anticipating Kenny Pickett to need a contract in a few years, which I think they'll be able to afford his rookie contract, whatever he's making. I don't even know the numbers to, I don't know, what do they pay ticket takers? 20000 a year? Yeah, that's going to be where fine. Kenny Pickett goes in a few years. That guy sucks ass. He'll be uh, bagging up groceries in a couple Ken, of years Kenny, at a local Kenny two, grocery store. Kenny Two Gloves, what we call him. Kenny, Kenny Two Gloves. Uh, maybe, maybe when uh, Lee's here, we'll have Lenny Pickett come into studio and talk about what's going on with Ooh, his brother. That's, a that's a not, not a bad idea. We'll see what happens. Maybe, but, maybe Lee can give the interview. I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll talk, we'll worry about that in a couple of weeks when Lee's here. Uh, but with that being said, we are at the end of the episode. It is time for just the tip. And as always, we start with our boy Timbuk two to kick us off. What's going on people. What's going on. What's going on. Uh, we was talking about as he was going through the list of shows, with Redline, we got two new shows, but this week I'm going to talk about She Vibes, who are live every Wednesday. Before now, before uh, talking about Ball's new time, they're going to be seven to eight. Um, and they had their first, first episode today, so shout out to them, shout out to them ladies. Um, the name of their show was FNF, which is Fuck Ninja Free. Um, <laughs> I haven't said uh, nigga on y'all show yet, but I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> You're live. Full, full permission. <laughs> um, and uh, it was a pretty good show. It's nice. It's always nice to get a good woman insight. Um, on, on my last show yesterday uh, t- on Timbuk Tuesday, I had good. Uh, uh, I had a woman on, and it was nice to get a woman insight on on things. And this is uh, you know, a strictly a woman show. I mean, they'll have guy guys on. Um, actually, I'll be on their show coming up soon. Um, so, you know, it will be, you know, very diverse. It won't just be women and it's not a men bashing show, which is uh, awesome. They even talked about it. They said something that, you know, could have been, uh, taken as men bashing. And, uh, they even said, like, wait, we got to be careful. We're not, we're not man bashing, which I get it. You know, anytime, uh, you know, a woman or man talks about the opposite sex, um, and, I guess a negative way can come off as bashing, but give them a listen so you can actually, you know, interpret it yourself. Um, you know, like I said, it is a new show. We got another new show coming on Saturday, but I'm going to talk about that next week um, for my tip next week. So she vibes y'all check them out. Check them out. Check it out. I love it. Leading us in at eight o'clock next week. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. All right. Next up is Kyle with his tip. Yeah. So I, I, 
remember the show coming out of, like probably like a month ago and uh it's with the kid that from uh shameless mm-hmm. um it's called the bear it's on hulu right now it's it, they released all episodes at once it's eight episode season you watch it yet i did you liked it uh, i'll let you finish okay okay i'll let I, you finish i, I, I was a fa- i was a fan of it i <laughs> I thought it was a slow starter. I thought it was like kind of like weird to start with, but I get it. You know, he's a kid coming back to Chicago. His brother just killed himself. They left the restaurant to him and his job is to try to take it over and kind of infuse some of the higher class, um, I guess say um, cooking ability that he has and teaching he has. And he's dealing with a lot of bullshit, a lot of leftover stuff for what it is. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good show. I thought it was worth watching. It was an easy watch 30 minute episodes. Um, I think I, I finished it in two days. So yeah, it's it's a quick. It watch. ended pretty well. It ended with a mm-hmm. good, pretty ending to it, and I think they might do a season two because there there might be potential to open up. They a new set it one. up that way at least. Yeah. So how yeah. is? I mean, for what it's worth, it's a good watch. It's not like groundbreaking material, but I like him as an actor. I liked him in Shameless. Mm-hmm. I think he did pretty well in this one too. Kind of almost like the same kind of person, though. To be honest, that was my big issue. With was it. he the same? He was the same. It takes place in uh, Chicago, South Side of Chicago, yeah. which is exactly where Shameless took place. Sure. So he's a ba- he's basically his same character yeah. lip from Shameless. He just he just it's identical. To be a chef. This show did the same thing. They had over the top like crazy shit with like shooting guns yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And it's like this is like watching Shameless all over yeah, again, yeah. but they're just stuck in a restaurant all day. Right. I thought it was good though. It, was, I, it you, had its it, moments. I didn't I didn't hate it per se, but I will I will admit that the best episode for me, and I'm a big fan of the movie Birdman with uh uh. Michael Keaton. Was it the uh, review episode where everything was just batshit crazy in the restaurant? Yes. The one where, spoiler alert, somebody quit that episode. I won't say who. But I like the way they shot that because it it looks like one continuous shot. shot. I love that. They did that in Birdman, the movie with Michael Keaton. I like it. They did it in that episode. It was fantastic. Overall, though, just the show and, like, the storyline. And there's too much just – there's way too much drama and yelling. And, like, it got annoying after a while of, like, the constant butting of heads with everybody. Right. I, I, but for I, only being like six or seven episodes or whatever it was at half hour each yeah. after a few episodes, you're kind of like worn out. Like, fuck, this is, this is heavy. Like the this one, is a lot. The, the one episode, I think it was the review or the two episodes before that. I was, no, I actually was episode two. I was stressed at the end of it when they're trying to get through like a dinner rush. Oh yeah. When he's like trying, he just got took yeah, it over. I, yeah. I, I, I finished an episode. I look at Jess. I'm like, I'm stressed right now. That's, like, that show is just so high. Everyone's high strung and like running around trying angry, to get stuff like, done and get stuff cooked and out the door. It got a little old for me. I mean, yeah. it wasn't terrible, but I just, I, I looked at it on IMDb and it had like a nine out of 10 or something like that. Like yeah. it's getting great reviews. Yeah. And I watched it. I'm like, it was fine, yeah. but what the fuck are these I, other people saying? It's worth a watch. It's easy. It's an easy watch. Yeah, no, it's it definitely something to check out. Judge yourself, but it's it's worth it. Uh, but I just finished it. Pretty good show. And my my just a tip this week is a movie that just came on Netflix. It was in theaters a few months ago. Um, it is based off a video game, which I loved. I've played every edition. They've they made like three or four of them. Uh, it's called Uncharted. I'm just not a fan of this movie. It the movie was okay. It had some funny moments. As a fan of the video game, um, the casting was really bad. Like Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is playing this guy who in the video game so is like 70 years old, old man with like a mustache and they have Mark Wahlberg doing it. And even in the movie, that's what pissed me off. They gave him lines to make him portray himself as an old man. Older person. So he's, he's like, Oh, I'm not going down there with you guys. I'm, I'm too old for this. And I don't even have my reading glasses. And it's like, dude, you're fucking Mark. You have a six pack, dude. Like right. you're Mark Wahlberg. Right. Let's not act right. like you're you some like old five steps out of your shirt. You're not right an now. old decrepit man that can't help anybody in society. anymore. Sam Elliott could have played a Sully a little bit. He would have been perfect. Or like uh, Bruce Campbell. I think <laughs> I always thought would have been oh, perfect. Yeah, you're right. Evil a little dead. gray hair. Would have been perfect. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so the casting for the movie was a little question. Good action but, scenes. 
Oh. Yeah, the fight scenes oh, were yeah. cool. The way they 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 paid homage to the movie. I don't know if you remember the scene. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's not like a huge thing. When they're walking on the beach and that guy turns around and says like, "Oh, I've done that before," where he said something like, "I fell out of a plane" or yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's the guy that did the voice of of, of the, yeah, Drake. the video game. Yeah, yeah, the video game character. So yeah. it's cool they did that. There's a couple scenes where if you're familiar with the video game, it's like you're constantly climbing on shit, fighting people, you're jumping off buildings. It's it's fun. It's a really good, great game. And they did some really cool things like that in the movie that I thought actually paid homage to that from the video game. And I really like the way they did it. You can watch the movie without ever playing the game and just take it for what it's worth. Yeah, like it's an action movie. As know? a guy who's played the game, I critiqued it, but my wife had never played the video game or knew anything about it. So she just watched the movie and went, eh, it was good. I like, I love, I love it. It was fine. I, I, I'm games. not knocking it at all. I mean, that's why it's my pick of the week here. But, uh, as a guy that played the video game, it does make me go, all right, this was off. I didn't like this. I didn't like that. But it was a very good movie. It was fun. It was enjoyable. Um, during the fight scene at the auction house with, uh, what's his name, Tom Holland. Yep. I don't want to spoil anything, but that was one of the funniest things I've seen in a fight scene. I actually rewound it. Uh, he's on the second level. When you, If you see the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. But I, I laughed my ass off at that part. I actually rewound it. So uh, check, the, check the movie out, Uncharted. I liked it. Just hit Netflix this week. Give it a watch. Something to keep an eye on. And that's going to do it. I think we're done here. We will see everybody next week on behalf of Talking About Balls. Note to self, remember, no matter how bad life gets, there's always beer. See you next week, everybody.